What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend of debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again in the host spotlight, Miss Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. It's November. We are in November. It is indeed. Feels like it. And Let it's me tell cold you. outside. Christmas time. Cold. Hey, here. you haven't been announced yet. <laughs> Uh, we bought Christmas he, decorations yesterday. He's back with us on Sermon Spotlight. You were on it umpteen months ago. I don't yeah, remember. Pre-marriage. Um, Pre-marriage. Now he's a husband, uh, Ben Sanford. Ben, yes. how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Good. A Thank ring you. On it. Thank you All for right. being here. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, you decorated it. for Christmas. Is that what you said? We didn't decorate. We went out and bought all the Christmas decorations because Hobby Lobby had like 50% off everything. Nice. So... We're going to put them up. I just put up. Before a, Thanksgiving? You're going to decorate oh, before? We'll, oh, you're we'll before It's a whole big thing, Alicia. Oh, it's I a know. whole big thing. Here, here's the <laughs> most embarrassing part about it all. I post, I, I polled our whole church family on Facebook. When do you, you know, when does Christmas music start? When does all that mm-hmm. stuff start? I voted December 1st, came home, and yesterday Hannah was like, nope, we're doing it now. So my whole house oh, is Christmasified. Um, so <laughs> we're the day after bad. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, I still think wait till after Thanksgiving, but mm-hmm. it's you know whatever. Dude, so, I listen to Christmas music in July. Uh, I know, mm. you're one of those for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. Happy yeah. Election Day, everyone! Too get out and mm-hmm. vote and exercise your right, all that good stuff. Um, guys, let's jump into a Sunday in review. Uh, we wanted to get Tim Sanford, but mm. we didn't get him. He's a busy man, so right? Yeah. Walmart Too version. cool for school. So we got the light version. <laughs> Saw this guy roaming we got the, the halls. Descendant. Uh, ben Sanford. So let's, Alicia. I'll come your way first briefly, and then let's hear from you, especially with your role in the Sunday prep and even uploading the sermon notes and all that stuff. We're just going to talk about the Sanfords, basically. Um, but yeah. what did you think of this this guest pastor? Wow. Well, it was he. He looks different, and he sounds different. Luckily, he than looks ben. different. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. I was like, wow. Yeah. I would never have guessed that. But yeah, yeah. no, it was it was really neat to see your dad. I know I did not get to meet him in person, mm. but got to see him from the screen and down in F3. Uh, so uh, anyway, but really great sermon. He has started out with this big plan of redemption, God's this glorious plan. And at first it was like, okay, where is he going with this? And we're, as we, as he continued on and we connected the dots, we saw things come full circle. And this, this wonderful God who does not need us has invited us to participate in his plan. And there, it's not that we have to participate. It's a privilege that we get to participate. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. And uh, one thing that jumped out to me is nothing is going to thwart his plan. He is going to fulfill his purpose. And uh, he, the mandate was to multiply, fill the earth. And um, God was going to, and he most certainly has uh, made sure that that's happened, even despite man's rebellion. So question for you, Ben, was that an accurate depiction and impression of your dad and, and him teaching was, was him, uh, Sunday, his sermon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty classic Tim, if pretty, you had to say pretty so. Pretty classic Tim. Yeah, yeah, he's he's animated and he's all yeah. over the place. And yeah, and it's interesting too, you know, the the position that I work in, I have to be at all the all the mm-hmm. services. Um so it's interesting to see even the different kind of personality quirks that came out Saturday night and then mm-hmm. nine AM and ten forty five and yeah, huh. it was it's it's fun to watch. That's a pretty accurate 
Cool. Well, I could yeah. tell the missions mindset, uh-huh. and you know, I, I know yeah, that's right. you know very much what right. he has dabbled in. So, yeah, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I mean, what, Ben, what, what, if your dynamic on a Sunday morning, are you able to follow along with it? Or are you very much technically you oh, know, no. working through? No, I'm able to follow yeah. along. Good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, by by the time the sermon runs around, and yeah. and it's uh, fun for me too as his son, and having heard you know him speak at least along some of those lines. Um, uh, I, I, I appreciated being able to be at all three services because mm-hmm. you heard him emphasize things a little bit differently at each one. Like Saturday night, you kind of had this, um, he, he, you know, the service feels a little bit more personal. He's on the floor, right. he's kind of walking mm-hmm. around talking to people and, and it had that bent to it, you know, mm. And I just, yeah, I, I just really appreciated. So yeah, did you have an say. opportunity to talk with him after the sermon to see if there was anything that he would it would have said in addition or would have changed or anything like that in the message? or um, A little bit, not a whole ton. Um, he's not one to necessarily say, well, I would have changed a ton of things. Mm-hmm. He's more, I think he wishes that he had more time. Of course. Sure. <laughs> to, to develop, yes. you know, like, yeah, like, okay, if perception is reality, right? That mm-hmm. was the kind of mm-hmm. phrase that he, um, that he ran with there. I think you can develop that uh, and apply it to all sorts of different facets of our lives. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then talk through, like he just briefly mentioned, I forget which service it was, but at the, at the tail end of it, he said, guys, this, a lot of this, comes down to the concept of renewing our minds um, to get our thinking in line with God's and allow his uh, allow his word and his thoughts and his plan to influence how we view these sorts of things. I, I think he wishes that he could have unpacked that concept mm-hmm. um, a that, lot more. That was one thing that our small group met last night, and um, I threw that out there about the perception as reality uh, quote that he talked about because I was a little confused about it. I was trying to wrap my head around it. And so some of the people in our small group were confused. And then the others were like, oh, yeah, I totally understood what he was mm-hmm. saying. And mm-hmm. there's a couple who are military folks in our small group who could uh, relate to that um, with military mindset. Um, but the the kind of the conclusion that I was able to come about that is it's for our perce- our perception, our perspective, we have to have uh, the accurate perception of who God is. And so seeing God rightly helps us see each other rightly, mm-hmm. and therefore we can act and serve and love one another rightly and according to God's will for our lives. And, um, and then one really cool thing about that is when you see that operating properly, Satan is defeated. I mean, Satan has already been defeated, but it's in these daily Mm. things when we have correct perception of who God is and we're loving one another. Uh, Satan doesn't have a whole lot of wiggle room uh, Mm. to work his mess. So, um, yeah. I was was able to 
I was able to sit in the nine o'clock and I, I kind of talked to a few people ab- about it afterwards and, and they thought two things about your dad. One is like, you know, very energetic, like very easy to like buy, you know, buy. And that's so great for a Sunday morning. But the other thing was they thought he was going to fall off the stage because <laughs> he does. And I love it. And I love yeah. that the camera was zoomed out. So we had the freedom to do that. I'm very similar moving around. Can't really stay in one spot. But I don't know. There's something inviting about him using every ounce of that environment to, you know, usher us into what he's saying. And for me personally, it was cool to hear him at least Sunday morning. He he basically spoke along the lines of, you guys have it good here. And not that our local church is perfect and not that we're ready to, you know, puff up what FBC is doing by any stretch. But being your dad and kind of slowly hearing about FBC to slowly learning more about it and then visiting and just saying, you guys should be encouraged by, by mm-hmm. what you yeah, all are doing right. and mm-hmm. what, what this church had just accomplished, even from a global mission standpoint. So that was really cool to to hear that because for Mark Carey to say that it's kind of like ha, 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 classic Mark right but when somebody else is here <laughs> I, I love to trash him when I he's really not here Mark Carey uh, watches yeah, I, I don't, yeah. Uh, but man when, yeah when something about what Tim Stafford says you're like okay cool like this is an out yeah. you know for a now at least an outside in look at what's happening so I was encouraged by that right I you know I think too in the days since I've been thinking about that you know, at the end, he said, let me just, let me still nudge you mm-hmm. to keep on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we talked about in our, in our all staff meeting today was this, you know, the, some of the events that we have coming up where we're going to be encouraging people to interact uh, with their neighbors and, and bless their neighbors in different ways, whether it's, you know, giving cookies or mm-hmm. um, things like that. So I, I was thinking about that in the context of his message and, you know, the the emphasis was on a missional mindset, not just in the global community, but also in our local community, right? FBC has always had a push for that. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, you know, it is really easy to just go home after a, a long work day or, you know, whatever you're doing and not at all interact with the people who are mm-hmm. in. I, I live in an apartment, not complex, I guess it's a bunch of townhouses mm-hmm. right next to each other. And I I don't know my neighbor's name. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. having just moved in there and now being challenged, like, okay, yeah, there's some good things going here, but there's also a little bit of a nudge to continue on in that. There's a part of me that's like, man. And I think, too, that especially in our society, there, uh, as Americans, we have grown complacent and we don't uh, feel that urgency to be able to share the gospel um, because things are comfortable for us. Mm-hmm. And, and then we also live um, where there's relativism, there's mm-hmm. these false gospels that people just, you know, that are easy to believe. There's universalism where people just think, well, eventually everybody's going to be saved and make their way to God, you know, and um, and so it's there there. But there is a sense of urgency for us. And so I think it is good for us to ask our question, ask the question, well, how am I connected to this this great plan that God has. He has written us into his plan. And um, he he's told us it's the Gentiles will be fellow heirs. And so there's Jew and Gentiles alike that we may seek him. That was the, you know, the driving right. theme in this message that they should seek God. And um, so having that urgency is, I think, needful, but 
even more so, we need to know God. <laughs> we need to be seeking Him so that we can be uh, sharing who He is to our neighbors. And what came out of Acts 17, where, where Tim kind of camped for at least a good portion of the service, was God is not far from us right. when we do that. And, and I, mm-hmm. I appreciated... I don't know. I, I've befriended him, and we've had so many different conversations about passages and about just defining them. Even we get hit over the head with that training here of define it word for word, literally. Don't hyper spiritualize what's being said, but just think why why phrase it this way. And I could I could see that in your dad of the passion of just going to Acts fifteen and talking word by word through the verse, just to paint the picture, like mm-hmm. you said at the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Of now it is exciting, right now to get to a point where Tim can go to the front of the stage and be like, this is so exciting. And and we're not like, "Eh, I don't know if I buy it guy. Like, how could you not based on what we just read? Uh, And and we fit into that plan. And it's just, it's so exciting to then pivot as a service ends and think, okay, how can we all do this? Well, and then the next verse, which he did not hit on in the sermon, but I love it in verse 28 from Acts 17 for in him we live and move and have our being. And that is uh, a place of identity mm-hmm. be in which we've talked all about when studying Romans, but we are in Christ. And so it's in him that we're living, we're moving, we're having our being. And it's in him where we're relating to our neighbors mm. um, and showing love and kindness to them and, and ultimately sharing this good news. Mm-hmm. Well, it was cool to hear Tim, at least in the nine o'clock, he, he made a passing comment about, well, this is an identity truth. And then he kind of moved on. And it was cool to know the reason he didn't really expound on that is because we have expounded on it. Uh, Mark just did Romans. Mm-hmm. And, and so much of this church, especially as we think about what he's now candidating for, this pastor of discipleship role, comes on the, on the reality and the coattails of identity. And so even from the pulpit where I have heard and know so many churches, even in this area, are still wrestling through what does identity in Christ mean? Our global missions has been doing that from scratch all over the world and raising up leaders to understand what identity in Christ means. And that is going to enable our interpretation of passages, our interaction with other people, and what it means to really be the local church, which is obviously so much more than a building. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the nudge thing you mentioned is, is helping alleviate the, the desire to come to church just to hear I'm doing okay. Like, right. that's, that's a subconscious thing for me at least. Uh, of we sit through a sermon, I'm like, sweet, by all by all measures, I'm doing okay. Okay, no dummy. Uh, the measure, the standard is always Christ, so you always mm-hmm. fall short. But we want to be motivated for change, not motivated for stagnancy. And mm-hmm. I think that's something the congregation always needs. And I think that God is glorified when we step out in faith. And um, just imagine how pleased he is when we do step out and... Um, show love to one another and how he might use those little small steps of obedience and bless that and multiply that. And um, there's so much joy in experiencing those things and being able to participate. And and when you do taste a little bit of, of that, of getting to participate and seeing mm-hmm. God do something. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that just motivates you to just keep pursuing him and loving other people. I, I thought too, um, one of the things that kind of hit me like a sucker punch when he read, um, I, you, so Acts seventeen twenty four. 
Mm-hmm. It says the God who made the world and all things in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. I loved even that. Like if I'm if I'm reading this in my own devotions, that verse, I'm just kind of going past it because mm-hmm. it's stuff that I already know. Um, but he stopped and he made a point to say, you know, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, I think we have this. You brought this up earlier. This uh, mentality in um, maybe it's American culture. I don't know if it's global, but mm-hmm. certainly in American culture, where we're we're very individualistic, as in like this is kind of my story, mm-hmm. my choices, my you mm-hmm. know. Um, and one of the things I heard uh, Alistair Begg uh, say recently that um, true humility is beginning to recognize that you're not at the center of the universe and you're not even at the center of your own universe that mm. that that this is all god's story that we're a part of mm. that he's inviting us to participate mm-hmm. in and it was just a reminder to me even in the even in the context of you know um getting to know our neighbors or uh viewing people around us like i guess i tied it in with the perception is reality thing where okay that means that my perception of other people too uh, am I viewing them as God views them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and is that influencing my actions towards them? So, so in the case of my neighbor, whose name that I don't know, you know what I mean? Am right, I viewing right. him as just kind of an inconvenience because we share a little patio and our doors are so mm-hmm. close, mm-hmm. and sometimes he's loud? You know what I mean? Like, sure. mm-hmm. or am I viewing him as, man, this is a guy who the Lord loves, mm-hmm. and furthermore, I'm, I'm. Uh, a child of God who he's invited into his plan, who has the authority to ask me to be an ambassador for him. You know what I mean? And and lovingly allow me to be an ambassador for him in that context. Hmm. So I don't know. I just, I found that to be both an encouragement and a bit of a, a nudge, I guess. You well, know? and it's such a dangerous thing to assume, ah, I don't need to hear this again. Yeah. Like when, like yeah, yeah, yeah. when we study the Bible, right. but the, there's something in us that it's like, oh yeah, yeah, the foundational truth. Somebody and and we've mentioned this before. Somebody in the room needs this. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, we we do that. We're like, oh yeah. man, I can name three people right now that need to hear this yeah. thing. And it's like, okay, yeah. come on now. Like you know, we yeah. we all need to hear this, and this is gonna. The implications is incredible, and the call to action is is so important as well. And I had had a conversation with one of our elders the other day about. How here at FBC and youth ministry, we're in the business of positive peer pressure. I, I, I love to see our student mm-hmm. leaders get to a place where serving and, and loving and honoring one another is not this ethereal spiritual command, but they're experiencing it. And, and we're not just associating that phrase peer pressure with all the negative things and beware of the world. Yeah, of course, in the world, not of it. But we can create a culture. The local congregation can be positive peer pressure. Everything from, oh, you should get plugged into a community group to, you know, look at this opportunity, that opportunity. So that it's just not hypothetical. Or even worse, up to us to go home and decide, you know, here's here's what I'll take and here's what I won't. But right. God wants all of us. Mm-hmm. And, and we can mm-hmm. let let that truth kind of dictate how we process. So that, that kind of echoed a lot from, from Tim, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and in the... The, with that theme also of that they shall seek God, that they shall seek mm-hmm, God, mm-hmm. that brings glory to him. And that's that's the ultimate uh, reality right there. That's the ultimate perception that we should have is that God right. gets the glory. And then how kind he is in being that pursuer of us who are sinful people 
to uh, redeem us and not just redeem us, but then he is bringing us to glory as well. Mm -hmm. And everything that is in Christ is for us. And wow, that is exciting. And the fact that we don't have to participate in that plan, but we get to participate in that plan is incredibly amazing to me. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Well, for those of you that weren't able to see it or hear it, I mean, it's online. You can definitely go find it and hear from Tim. Uh, I thought it was, you know, a great opportunity as well. And, and congrats on getting married, dude. That's exciting. Hey, how how has married life been so far? Fantastic. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, we're only, you know, a few days than, back, less than three weeks yeah. into it. Okay. Wow, so, that's great. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're just Fun. we're still riding the high. You there know. you go. It'll awesome. settle down. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's, that's so exciting. Uh, guys, we do have a bunch of stuff coming up, especially as we look towards the, the Christmas season. So follow the stars December 4th and 5th. The <laughs> rain dates will be a week later, I believe. All mm -hmm. that is up on the website. Uh, we have three more weeks of our overflow series. And then I actually don't know what I'm allowed to say, so I won't. But we'll, we'll explain soon what the next kind of series looks like from Christmas all the way through the, Who's the new year. Who's going to be preaching next week? Are you allowed to say that? Uh, Good question. I'm 90% sure it's, it's more his okay. job I than my job, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but as a reminder to our listeners and viewers, you can find us if you Google Sermon Spotlight or subscribe to your favorite podcast service. You can leave a review or feedback or comment, all that good stuff. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.